connecting to the AOC Podcast Network. Enjoy your stay. So um, I would like to welcome you all to the uh, Kajo podcast, especially um, my guest today, um, whose name is Othello. I just learned he has another name, and Othello is not his only name. So um, welcome to the show. And if you would tell us your whole name. Yes, my whole name is Frank Othello Andrus Jr., uh, but for such situations as these, I do prefer <laughs> Othello. Cool. Thank you. And um, we just like recently met. Yes. And so uh, for whatever reason, um, we found out we had a lot of things in common. And uh, I just invited you to be on this so that we could learn about each other. Mm-hmm. So this isn't like a preconceived, I think I know what you want to say. And um, and to share with other people, so like getting to know you is letting other people get, uh, it allows them to get to know us mm-hmm. and, and how we feel or what we know or maybe how we do what we do. So Le Cadeau itself is about healing. It's, it's about the gift of healing. And um, when we were getting ready, I asked about making this space sacred. And your response was, you really can't separate the secular from the sacred. And I so believe that. Mm-hmm. So um, when you began doing work that is healing or spiritual or, I don't know, out of the box in nature, mm-hmm. how did you, did you, did you first go to the secular part of that or the sacred part of that? Or did you even know? Because as someone who does this work, like, okay, I do healing work. And when people ask me what I do, I usually tell them I work for a home health agency. Because I don't necessarily want to deal with that. I do healing work with everybody I meet because they may or may not get it. So if you could um, tell me somewhat or tell us what you want to tell to whoever may be listening with us today, what is it that you do? And, and how did you get it into your in your, in your life? Um, as of knowing that I was a healer, which I do believe we're all healers, um, me personally personally being aware of my healing abilities only came about a year and a half ago. But of course, I've been healing all my life, and about let's say two years ago is whenever I started what the Africans would say Sankofa. Sankofa and going back to learn from the past and I would dig deep within myself and see that oh I've been healing since then and then and then and um just like most southerners um it actually started in a church house um because I was always singing in the choir right yeah and the thing that the adults loved about me which separated me from other kids is this lack of fear of praising God, there's this thing where it's like, even the adults looked up to that to where I didn't care. And whenever I was in, you know, church, I, I would let go. I wasn't afraid to cry. I wasn't. And my, my crying would heal somebody else by 
you know, some people, they see someone cry and they start crying or just my voice alone um, makes someone cry. And that's healing or, you know, a hug, like a hug is very healing. And that's right. a gift I got from my mom. My mom's a super hugger. Um, and then later on in life, about two years ago, I went on an adventure after my cousin got killed um, here in Louisiana, Crowley, Louisiana, and I was in California. So you're from Crowley, right? I'm from Crowley, So the Louisiana. South is Acadiana, Crowley. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, good. Yes. Uh, but I was in California for almost a decade, um, and I was doing a show when my cousin got killed, and that led me on this adventure, started asking this question without reading a book, without someone telling me, but who am I? Exactly. What is, what is my purpose? What am I doing here? Um, and then uh, I left Hollywood and went on a, this adventure. And part of it that I'm getting to is whenever I made it to Oregon. In Oregon, it's funny because um, I got out of, a, out of a truck. I met this guy hitchhiking, and then he brought me to the Oregon Country Fair. And um, we stayed at a place called the Darling Reunion, so someone's property, which is like an offset of the fair. And I got out the truck and I automatically felt at home. And the thing that was said was, welcome home. Everyone says, welcome home. Um, and it was so cool because I was just growing my dreads. But I seen no black people. But I seen a lot of dreads. You and know? you were feeling <laughs> welcome before you heard the words. Yes. Wow. And I, I literally, before I even got out before I even got out the truck, I had took off my shoes and my shirt. And I just, like, I felt the earth. And I was like, man, what's going on? But later during that festival, um, I ended up being what some may call in church um, a music minister. But to them, I was their leader. And that's whenever I realized I was healing. Some of them I was healing by way of keeping the party going, like getting people to dance. Um, others with my voice, getting them to sing, um, singing along with me and dancing along with me and stand by the fire because... Anytime I would stop singing, it would be like, okay, what do I do now? And it's like the longer it lasts, the more, the closer everyone's got and the the more passionate um, of a time it was. And it sounds it was like there was a momentum. Yes. And you kept the momentum going. Yes. Have you ever heard of a woman named Jamie Sams? I have not. I don't believe so. She's a she's Native American, and she co-wrote something called The Animal Chords. And she also wrote something called the Sacred Path Cards, and and um, the, you know you pull a card and you you learn one little piece of Native spirituality that that she shares. And I don't remember what card it was in, but but in one of the things she wrote in one of the daily I use them as daily readings or like my own prayer. It was like to feel is to heal, mm -hmm. and and. And we don't have to know when other people around us feel that they're healing. It's it's just about it's a natural thing. That's what I'm I'm sensing that you're understanding as a child. Sometimes that that happens is some sort of phenomenon. Like I went to a school to uh, to talk about healing. Uh, one of the children had invited me, and this lady came and when she saw me she was crying and she said I could feel that you were here hmm. and it, it freaked me out because I didn't know and it was okay for you to have that in church because it was acceptable and so when you 
when you look back and get it, but how did you incorporate it to be able to do that now? That's my question. Yeah, now... Um, because, like, I don't tell people I do healing work because they think you're yeah. either nuts or you believe you're Jesus incarnated or some... Mm-hmm. They, they don't understand it. So it's not that about... It's not about I don't think they can actually get it because everybody can get it. Mm-hmm. But but I don't need to bring it to a conversation where... So I just say, oh, well... I'm a home health worker and I take care of people yeah. and everybody can deal with that. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't even embrace the word because there's so many different oh. titles we all have. Really, really, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I didn't embrace the word healer until I met you. And that wasn't that long ago. Like I knew I was healing, but I didn't embrace the word because it's hard to explain how I'm healing because I never know when it's gonna come and usually most of the time it does take um me singing or you know hugging there's so many different ways to do it but i know my main way is music right uh but as as for healing now it whenever i know i'm about to do it no no i'm about to do it because there's times i really don't know and it just hits me i really do have to have a conversation um within and let go of ego right because there's times where i'll be sitting like right now in this room i'm glad that you know you talked about welcoming in the spirit because I feel it here like I feel light and heavy at the same time right like I'm floating but uh I I have a lot of doubts as any human being does but it's staying above that because right after this who knows I I'll speak it won't but uh I'll go out of him I'm not a healer what am I talking about right. but then I get that Again, Who am I? You mm-hmm. know, so that's why I have to keep asking myself that question over and over again. But I usually prefer to um, play on the streets, um, me and the drum. Yes. And, did did yeah. you go to a festival? Well, you I worked did. at festival. I did work. And I also did healing you had work your on drum? the street. Yes. yes. I did a lot of that without anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I snuck away. <laughs> <laughs> I just walk around. And, and. You, you don't hide the work that you do, mm-hmm. but, but you know, festival is such a free space mm-hmm. with so many people, and, and it's bizarre that you gravitate to who needs or who knows. And I can remember years ago doing some sort of treating somebody for a headache, and I can, you know, when you, I treat people in bars, I treat people in the streets, at the dance, at a parade, Mm -hmm. you know. It's not something that needs to be relegated to a church anymore. Mm -hmm. And and so how do we take that, what we know is in churches and safe Mm -hmm. to be in churches, and bring it out? So um, I remember specifically somebody I know had a booth, and somebody said they had a headache, and they said, well, do you want her to treat you? And, And I was, and at the time... I was like waving uh, my hands, you know, like over the hovering hands. I was making motions with my hand, like mm-hmm. gestures. And I heard somebody pass, and they said, well, what is she doing? Oh, I don't know. She's just a traitor. And they kept walking. And it was like way cool because they knew it was something, and they didn't have to question. And it's just kind of like part of that environment. And it felt that way for me. So I'm glad to hear that you mm-hmm. did that because maybe – we can do that on purpose next year. Yes. Uh, yeah, I did. I did sneak away. My brothers was like, where you at? And because, uh, you know, they needed the voice of it. And I'm usually exactly. the one that's, you know, so 
I, le- I say 10 minutes, guys. Then I got to go big, <laughs> get back over there. <laughs> and work. Um, but actually, my, my favorite part of festival was actually the after festival. That night, and we're talking about not separating the spiritual from the secular, right? Because you can't. So we went to, it was my first time going to this this bar or club called Blue Moon or something. Mm-hmm. And I, it was like, because holding the camera, I couldn't move as much as I wanted to. And it was all new sounds. And I was so inspired. And I was like, I just want to let it out. And finally, at Blue Moon, it was like, I don't care. And I, I allowed myself to go to that space. And everything i just was <laughs> dancing and i knew i was i was healing and i was one with the with whoever was on stage because there was a great sense of unity through festival at the the main performers and then all of them coming on stage at blue moon um switching right. in and out and that's what i love to see yes there's a lot of individual solo artists but they come together yes all the different sounds and so when you were yeah. letting it out Mm-hmm. Will we hear your voice on the camera louder than the people you were recording? That there was no camera at Blue Moon. <laughs> oh, okay. That's when I let it out, and I was I was dancing hard. I like I was I was thankful for my hair. Like that night, I was like, oh yes, I love my hair, and I was just dancing with it and moving it and like just embracing the me and you know letting it me looking quote unquote crazy, letting everybody else be like, it's okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's yeah. okay, and that's that's what happened. But you'll, yeah, there I'll do the howl, you know, which is too loud for what we're doing right Thank now. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> but that's like the the harambe, the, the cry together. Let's go. Let's do right. this. So as people are learning about healing today, it has been carried through the centuries, through cultures, through the treaters, through the, the shamans, through mm-hmm. the medicine men through the um, witch doctors through just you know every culture has healers Mm -hmm. and so today the cultures have all changed Mm -hmm. you know the culture I'm I'm 65 the culture that existed when I was a child doesn't exist anymore in the town of Scott Crowley today is not the Crowley Mm -hmm. it was the day you were born and you spent how many years in California? Okay. But the tribe into which we were born stays with us. And then we come back to that in some way, whether physically or spiritually. And and I used to think it was so cool that the Native Americans had ancestors because mm-hmm. I didn't have that. Well, how can, you, how can you not have an ancestor? Yeah. Now, we never saw them as sacred or... Personally, you know, you had to be a saint or a sinner. It was either All Souls Day or All Saints Day. Mm -hmm. So I I didn't get the concept. We all have ancestors, and we call on them, and they're with us when they know what we're doing, whether we call or not. So today people look at healing, and they can look at it as vibrational medicine. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, there were always bells in church. There was always singing in churches. There was always dancing and drumming in, in cultures and all this stuff. So how do you see it staying together and coming together? Because that's what I hear you felt at the festival, and that's my mm-hmm. sense. It's like it's time we come together. Yeah. And not, I, I'm not afraid to be burned at the stake mm-hmm. because, you know, that was a long time ago. They're not going to do that. 
So I don't have a reason to hold back. Yeah. So what's your perception of that, if anything? Um, my thing is we must remember so we may remember. Right. Remember in your head and remember yeah. and you put your hands together so that we can yeah. we can become members again, like remember mm-hmm. again as we remember um, like Cause through, spiritual history through, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the ages and you talked about ancestry, you know, we've somehow with all the, you know, raping and pillaging and whatever happened, we just forgot that we were family because agreed that we all come from the same source. So really... Whenever it comes to that direct ancestor, we all go back to that same, that same one, you know. Um, and actually, uh, a lot of people get scared of the the word ancestry uh, a lot, or with people who actually talk to the ancestors who who commune. They're they're scared of that area, you know. Oh my goodness, yeah. yeah. Um, but I do. I've I've said this poem to you before, but it'll. But we Um, have Ancestry.com, and that might help a lot of the fear and the stigma Mm -hmm. that goes with it. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Go go ahead. I don't know what you're asking, but just go ahead. If we have to edit it out, we will. It's okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming here. This is called Cow Disguised Bullshit. Paid for your family to eat cow. Unknowingly, you fed them bullshit. Now that's that bullshit. Working over 60-something hours a week and can't save up to get your child a dum-dum pop for Christmas. Let's talk about the children. The spiritually gifted, hyper-aware, imagination-driven. Yes, let's talk about the children. The ones not yet closed off to filling feelings. The ones whose hearts unfoldeth with unconditional love, and that love overspilleth with light, bright enough to build up villages by the millions. Google Plex times Google Plex times Tracentillion and Septuptillion, Cabillion, Million, Many Galaxies. Every being inhabiting its majesty, all one big happy family no longer tampering with the idea of fear. This is the future. Fear is not welcomed here. No more I can't do this because of this. No more I can't do that because of that. This is the future. Fear is not welcomed here. No more that mountain's too high. No more, I can't even crawl, who am I to fly? No more, I can't break these bad habits. And no, you silly wabbit. Tricks are not for kids. Those tricks, you can have it. Bag it, ball it up, throw it up, trash it. Get the charcoal, the matches, light it up, roll it up, pup, pup, pass it. Just pass me up in the rotation. I don't want it. You can have it. Ashes to ashes. I'm sick of this madness. Then turned a good church boy into a renegading vagabond, a red-handed black bandit, 
equipped with vocal abilities, healing remedies, the spirits of my African and Native American ancestry using me, guiding me, showing me how to channel their energy. This is the future. And fear is not welcomed here. Wow. It was better this time than the first time I heard it. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. One of the ways I feel, and I feel or I sense or I know, I kind of use those words interchangeably. But when I know something, it's not because I know it from a factual or I learned it or it's not about intellect. So, But I feel that this is it, and I understand this from as much knowledge or experience both that I have, and that is that it's creativity that's going to bring us forward. It is. So I, I call what I do, I have a, I, I call this a healing arts collective, Okay, because all the arts are inspired. And the word inspire means in spirit, basically the root word. It's like the Holy Spirit. Mm. Okay, now, if, if somebody else's church doesn't include the Holy Spirit in how they address that, it doesn't mean that God isn't there. It means they don't know how to address it, so I understand it. So it's not about we all have to create one church or we already are one. And so, um, so for me, a great understanding of healing and a great use of healing and the great future of healing comes through expressing and not being afraid to just feel. And, and maybe your freedom to feel that that was a gift you always had. You, you weren't born in bondage. Well, I mean, you weren't. You know, you were born and you could be free, and 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 your freedom that 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 people viewed and were called to and moved by is is your innate gift. You have the innate gift of freedom, mm-hmm. and so you're free to express and you're free to be, and you're free to love your hair <laughs> in a big way. And and most of us, um, the average guy, it's like. Art itself is kind of scary because it brings a freedom. Mm-hmm. And you don't know when you start a project as it gets a life of its own what it's going to end up being. You write a poem. I'm sure when you started to write that, you never knew what it would be. Yeah. You start a song. You get a rhythm. And then people join and it, and then it, it becomes more. So um, wh- when, you, when you heard that, um, a family member had died that caused you to just to crack again, to crack into another place, not necessarily crack up, but maybe those things happen hand in hand because sometimes you have to crack up to crack into another place, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so can you say anything about what happened before and after the death? Because that death yeah. was a big forward step for you, although death is not always easy. Can you address that? Uh, yes, because, I mean, now I see death as a whole totally different thing, but at the time, it just, it shocked me because of, I I didn't see my town as the place that it became to be, but at the same time, 
Whenever I looked, maybe I blinded myself from it. I always kept myself busy just like I do now. So I wasn't hanging out with everybody else in the streets. I was always working. Even though I wasn't getting paid, I was paying myself. I was paying the person I am now. It was an investment in who in I am In who you now. are, exactly. So, I mean, I was in Hollywood, which everybody there sees as this huge deal. And I'm over there like I'm just in Hollywood, especially being there for not a long time, but a while. Um, but I was preparing for a show, uh, which is another poem, but that poem's extremely long, but I was preparing for a show and my, my mom called me and she said, I didn't want you to find out on Facebook. As soon as she said that I knew something was up. So as soon as, and she said, uh, Jarrell got shot in back of the head twice. Uh, he's gone. She was like, you cool, baby? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. And I was it's like, you know, I was I was chill. I mean, there's a majority of the time I'm pretty chill. But it wasn't until the number stepping into the step into the bad side. I was playing Dream uh CC White and Dream Girls. And uh whenever that number came up, it hit me and that's probably why I got nominated and won awards. It was probably from that one night because I, I broke down and I was holding it back, but also it was a great moment for me because it's like, oh yeah, I'm an actor. I get to use this. And then it touched the people in the audience, you know? So, um, but that, that during that show, I broke down and right after I, I finished that number and I danced hard, I sang hard, I was intense. As soon as I got in the back, I passed out and it was like, oh no. And then it was like, am I on yet? All right. And then I was good. Right, and it, it all happened like that. So wow. at the time, I was making, you know, good money. So I bought my plane ticket that day, and I made it home so I could see what's up. You know, show my face like I I just wanted to be in town. You know, and it it wasn't really the the killing. It was stepping foot into my hometown and realizing, yeah, something's not something's not right here this this is not what i know you know um and you know that that spirit there could be ancient for all i know but um it it just whatever it was whenever it was whenever i was younger um it it's strengthened right yeah a lot um but also i know me being here whatever it is is afraid big time uh, <laughs> so did you move here then, or did you go back to California? No, I went back to California uh, and finished doing the Hollywood thing, and I, I had a lot of picking until I eventually was like, I'm putting everything outside for free. I moved out. Of, I told my roommates, and I was like, guys, sorry for the short notice here. I pay half <laughs> of the rent, you know, of my part of the rent, but I'm I'm gone. I'm gone. You know, um, I got to I got to go explore because I didn't want to just know Crawley in Hollywood. I wanted to I didn't feel like a man and um, and not necessarily like macho man. I just didn't feel like I knew enough or experienced enough. Right. So I'm an experience. And that's what that's what led me back this way. Um Right here, actually, <laughs> literally, <laughs> at, at, this, at this spot. Yeah, the train wow. dropped me right here. Um, 
I didn't know this even existed, and I thought that this was something I had to do by myself, and it makes it a, a lot easier. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you, after you left your roommates and the structure of work as you knew it, you became what you, you call a, you became a vagabond? Yes. How long did you vagabond was, around? And I'm going to say this because uh, there's a lot of pieces to the story, but in, on and off for two years. Right. Yeah. And so you stepped out of every box you ever knew. Mm-hmm. And that was, although for you it was a vagabonding, it was probably expansive. Yes. I was grow- I grew my family like nobody's business, like all the people I met. Like, even if I was not connected with them, because there's a lot of people, I, I just know that's all I needed, because I-, I used no phone during the time. Right. So, um, you know, some people I still connect with um but i learned a lot from people that people are scared of people <laughs> and i learned a lot the people most are so from scared people. people are scared of themselves too yeah. um I, I would like you to speak of death as you see it now mm-hmm. and death as you saw it then because you said that when your mom made this call to you and someone in crowley had died mm-hmm. and and you dealt with death but now you don't feel the same about death. So yes. what what view of death did you have then and what view do you have now? Yes. Um, that you could, you know, that you grew from vagabonding and facing life and coming home and leaving home. And, yeah. Because before my cousin died, there was like a, a few uh, deaths that occurred. One of my best friends that was a roommate with me, he died in a car wreck. So that happened while I was in college and some teachers and, you know, then my cousin. And then whenever I got back here, I mm. didn't ex- I didn't expect to stay here. But they had things that kept me here, um, such as AOC and, you know, arts that's already happening. Uh, now I'm, I'm in, engaged to be married. So, you know, just at Water Instant Family uh, with two kids. But my cousin's little brother got killed while I was out here so first it was him and this these are my first cousins and while I was out here I was working what some would call a government job and that's what I was calling it at the time um at a place called City Trends and my cousin actually lived right behind it and the day I found out he got killed I quit that job and I said never again you know but as of actual death again that's a whole nother story um, after his funeral, whenever his casket casket closed, chapter had closed, and then I haven't been to a young person's funeral since. It's been all elders, and at all of those funerals, it was joyous occasions um, because we were actually celebrating their life. It wasn't just he was a good kid, um, and he was good to his kids. It was like, this person's done this. He was in the community. She was doing this and that. And now, with back to the ancestry thing, um, you know, even with my cousins who died at a young age and wasn't necessarily doing the greatest of things, um, they're still here. Exactly. You know, so I don't, I don't trip on that. And there are some things that I still call upon them for, you know. Sometimes uh-huh. I need their street smarts. So I was like, what would, what would they what would you do <laughs> right, in this right, situation? Right. I need, cause I'm not a street smart guy. So I need to, what, what would they do in, 
in this situation. Uh, And, you know, we often think of ancestors, uh, we know they died before us, Mm -hmm. but it's hard to think of an ancestor who's younger than you, Mm -hmm. but but they are. And they're both younger than me. Exactly. I I call on them too. Because they're ancestors, Mm -hmm. you know, and we we, um, typically think of, I know I do, and when people say ancestors, you think of before, long before, not someone younger but but they all have something to give to us if we just ask you know um i I grew up catholic and i understand a lot of what they were trying to teach us was never really understood Mm -hmm. okay so we have all saints day and we have all souls day and so you know on all saints day we honor those who became saints but we also know that everybody's to be honored so all souls are honored on all souls day but all of them are our ancestors and so there's a whole there's a there's a whole tribe of ancestors for all of us. And when you look at how we are interconnected and we go back to the one, mm-hmm. that whole ancestral pool is not necessarily separated out into the ancestors of men, ancestors of women, by the continents, by the countries, by the language. They're just all together. And so there's something about if if they together, then we can come together. Mm-hmm. I think that's that we're sort of called to do that. Um, wow, I think that's exciting. So you said you weren't streetwise. Well, when you were a vagabond, you didn't get smart to the streets. That was that's a different type of street smart. It is. <laughs> I was. I was, was not. Man, uh, yeah. Oh, that was just bravery and faith and like yeah. Because I mean, I I was able to. I got a. That was more people conscious i don't know if that's like, no you weren't yeah. afraid already yeah and and you weren't you weren't scrapping to live and yeah. y- y- i never it, I understand no 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 all. it just it what i needed came you know so if i if i even though i liked sleeping in forests and under bridges I, i'll go sleep under the lafayette bridge right now with no problem but if i wanted a bed that night for some reason i got a bed I always got what I needed. I could go without eating for a week, and then it's like, oh, man, I haven't eaten in a week. Oh, thank you, you know? And it's there. Yeah, so. And that's the times I have to reflect on, because now being back home, I have an abundance. And most of the time, it's an abundance of crap. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I have an abundance, so it's there. So, um, you know... It, it's almost I have to remind myself of, the, of those times and be like, I don't need this. This is just here because I, I want it. <laughs> because and, cause yeah. you want to remember to invest in the freedom mm-hmm. and not invest in the form of how you're living. Because mm-hmm. the form of how we live can be that that's everything is really temporary but but the freedom and the faith and what we believe and where we're going is 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 always in process mm-hmm. but what we have how long we're going to have it including our bodies that's not forever that's like really an impermanent thing mm-hmm. so you said um that you 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 sang in church as a child mm-hmm. and you do choir work now so you yes that's another job. Uh, yes, it's a it's a uh, another healing job. It's taking quite the work because I don't have 
I'm, I'm there to build up a choir. I'm also there. The, my main job is to be the usherer of the spirit. Right. Because with, without me, there apparently, and you know, I'm still learning. So without me, apparently there's no spirit in there, even though people can, you know. Although we all carry back. it. You bring yeah. something in, and, and, and that's yeah. your reason to be there for but now. That's, yeah, it's a little battle for me right now. Um, to be to be honest, uh, be, because of that, because we're in the growing stages, right? And that's always hard. But you know, I wouldn't want it any other way, honestly. And it's it's just an issue because when you're dealing with churches mm-hmm. who um, who have structure, mm-hmm. which you know, if you're going to be something, you have to have a structure. And then you want to take spirit and and find a place for a spirit in the structure, mm-hmm. and it's it's a give and take. Yeah. And so when you serve in the spirit, you have to understand that part of you has to own the structure in order to have a place to share the spirit. Mm-hmm. But then you don't have to be confined. Yes. So, And a lot of doors have opened because, like, you were in one church and now you're in a different church. Mm-hmm. And in between it was a – so we all grow. Yes. And I think that's real, real exciting. Yeah. So um, if you um, – could tell something to the 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 children that are in your life, like the children that you're a father to. That has to be difficult because mm-hmm. because they're not born with your freedom. Mm-hmm. They come from this culture that you left and came back to, and they're in this town and in the structure of the families they have, and you're sort of like a visiting father. Yeah, and that's not easy. Like kind of. So mm-hmm. how? How can we help mm-hmm. regular children and our peers to to understand that sacred and secular are one and the same? Yeah, with with my kids, um, you know, they they both have their biological fathers, right? Then they have who their mom is, and now they have me, right? And really, this this is like the hardest thing right now out of all of it because right now not to say they're commercialized but they're commercialized oh yeah but all my job is at least for them is to be an example because things won't change overnight so as as long as I'm being an example if they it's not my job to to form them um exactly they, they form themselves so you, know? you have an advantage over a biological parent because mm-hmm. you haven't been investing on a daily basis all this time because no matter what you invest they're going to do their own thing anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah keep talking I understand I what mean, you're yeah, saying yeah even with my, my mom you know who I grew up with I, I didn't do everything she, you know, we never do said, come on you know, so that's knowing that remember the Sankofa going back I know oh I have to look back even with the kids like they have to learn you know they have to experience um, but really all I, all I could be is an example and really all I want to be the most authentic example possible because especially with, with young minds, they, they want to be like everybody else. Right. And everybody else and the people they want to be like are people who are trying to be like everybody else. Right. You know, fit. there's not a lot of authentic yeah. and authenticity to look up to in the world because the people who are authentic are not necessarily the champions and on top. So and going for more. Yeah. 
that's all I can is be as an example um, for them. And that, that holds true for people who, like grandparents and people who can't be, we don't live together anymore. Mm-hmm. You went to California. So for people that are not here, um, that makes sense that we can only be with them when we're with them and we can only set the example even if we're not with them so that the the influence and the love is about the reality of how you live your life and they may never get that till later but at some point they're going to get it Mm -hmm. they can remember it even if they don't get it as it's happening another thing for me is uh which i noticed with most parents most parents don't like repeating things twice but me, I'm very conscious of it, and I'm going to be like, I'm going to repeat this again. Because I knew that's what, like, my, my great-grandfather's sayings, you know, King Othello I. <laughs> uh, his, his sayings are just now hitting me, you know. Right. My mom's sayings are just not hitting me. But it's because they didn't say it once. As much as they hated to say it over and over again, they didn't say it once. Uh, teachers, you know, friends, they said it multiple times. So me, I'm purposely, just like what our media is doing, you know, letting them see the, the, the commercials multiple times <laughs> be in their heads that they wanted. I'm right. going to overdo that commercial and put it in your head multiple times. That's way cool. Mm. Wow. And um, so the creative process that you've gone through, doesn't necessarily let you know today what's happening tomorrow, does it? No. I can manifest it, but, you know, exactly. at the same time, uh, I have a saying that um, everything is not going as I planned, but everything is going as I visioned. You right. Know? So that's all I, all I can say on that one. Yeah, cause it, because we, we can't really have a plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you can have a plan, but when you have a plan and you stick to it, it doesn't work out. It doesn't make you a failure, but it's bigger than a plan. Mm -hmm. So if if we just keep going forward with everything we've ever done, knowing and remembering the time when you were hungry and food became and you wanted to, Mm -hmm. that that's still here. Like you can live in both worlds. And maybe that's the whole answer to the sacred and the secular. It's living in form, but trusting beyond. Mm-hmm. not having to, to choose one of those ways of living or the other. Like you don't have to give up all this for a three-beat suit and go earn money. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> or the other way around, yeah. uh, that, that we can like build a bridge between and live in both of those worlds. Wow. So um, it's, it's time for us to, to end I don't know if I should ask anything else of you, but would you like to say anything or, or share anything? Um, I'm happy we met at Acadia and Open yes. Channel. Um, I'm happy you had this time today. Um, and, and I look forward to, to sharing and inviting you to things that I do and hopefully the same and, um, and we can grow together. Mm-hmm. So if you would like to share anything, I don't know. We can end on your note. (laughs) (laughs) Love. Amen. Thank you, Othello. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to Le Cadeau Podcast. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Le Cadeau Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Begno. Matt Roberts produced the show. Thanks to AOC Community Media for the use of their facilities. For information about AOC, you can visit aocinc.org. Thank you very much. Merci beaucoup. The views and opinions expressed on this or any program on the AOC Podcast Network do not reflect the views and opinions of Lafayette Consolidated Government, Cox Communications, LUS Fiber, AOC Community Media, its board of directors, or its staff. To learn more about becoming a community media producer, visit us on the web at aocinc.org.